This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Shut up. It's our weekly hockey podcast with Brian Metzer, the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. Listen to Metz post-game and intermission. Check out a Penguins Live weekly with Paul Skywald as well. On 105.9 The X, the flagship station of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Six o'clock pregame. That's when they get going Tuesday night. The Penguins finally back in action against the Winnipeg Jets. Last game was on the 27th of January. Had the long layoff for the All-Star break. We are brought to you by Gerger Construction. Time to start planning your dream deck. We build decks year-round. And we're now booking into spring and summer 2024. Take advantage of their current winter special, $1,000 off your new deck if it's installed by March 1st of this year. Go to GergerConstruction.com. Get your free project estimates to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Mets, I don't know how big the deck is outside of your house, but I think it could be built over five times during the stretch of time that's been gone by since the Penguins last played. It's been a long, long break. Good to get some hockey back going again. Yeah, it would be awesome to get back to it, Tim, especially after uh, I guess the only thing we really had to wet our whistles with was the all-star break with some of those festivities and just a handful of games since the Penguins last played. So it's not been a whole lot to talk about in terms of the NHL. So every storyline that was kind of lingering before the break is still lingering today, and we can kick them around a little bit, I assume. One of them is the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, They are on the verge of tying the Penguins' 17-game winning streak, which they put together in 1993 after the two consecutive Stanley Cups. They tied the last game of that regular season against New Jersey, then beat New Jersey in the first round, losing to the Islanders, as we all painfully remember, with the David Volick goal in the second round of 1993. But 17 straight wins between, I think it was March 9th and April 14th of that year. 
Edmonton has won 16 in a row. And I love what Rick Tockett said during the All-Star break. I don't want him to break this record. I hate when people say, I want to see my records broken. We don't want to see that record broken. I don't want to see it broken either, Tim. I mean, it's just, it, it's something that is the last hallmark, essentially, of that that team that was so good in the back-to-back Stanley Cups. And, of course, the 93 team, most people think, would have been the best of the bunch. And, unfortunately, they came up a little too short. And I remember having a conversation with Larry Murphy on an old show that we were doing on the Penguins Radio Network when I was still working alongside Bob Grove. And Murph said, and we probably could bear witness to it from the way that the games went, He said he felt that they had really just kind of fell into some bad habits by the end of that winning streak. And he thought that some of that uh, carried over into the playoffs because sometimes when it's a little too easy for you, you think you're just going to beat everybody and maybe you take things for granted. And there it was. They go and lose to an Islanders team that they very much should have beaten. And who knows, had they gotten by them, they probably win a third consecutive Stanley Cup because the track was laid for a pretty, I don't want to call it easy, uh, but it would have been a little bit easier run than than people would have anticipated. And they robbed us of the chance of seeing Mario Lemieux play Wayne Gretzky in a Stanley Cup final, which would have been pretty awesome. I got that same quote exactly from Murphy for the 1993 retrospective piece that I did. In fact, I'm running it today, Mets at Trib Live, and uh, a piece that frankly might be tied to this podcast. I'll probably embed the podcast that we're doing right now to that piece and Murphy said exactly the same thing to me but there were plenty of games where it didn't come easy for them during that streak like they won two in overtime they had their fair share of blowouts like I think they beat the Flyers nine to three they had two 10 goal games they were seven goals or more four or five times but they also won four or five games by just one goal and two in overtime including when they tied the previous streak which was 15 games set by the 81 Islanders. Ulf Samuelson had to score in <laughs> overtime to beat the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> I was just thinking of that goal, Tim, that Alfie scored. Uh, I remember his enthusiasm. And, you know, when things are going well, I mean, you get things from unlikely heroes. And that was a very unlikely hero in that circumstance. And, and it certainly, you know, pushed the streak on. And, it just, it was such a fun time because of everything that was going on in the era, all the stuff, all the ups and downs with Mario Lemieux and his health. And um, you, you didn't even know sometimes if he was going to be able to play during the two back-to-back Stanley Cups. So that season was even more remarkable knowing what, with, you know, what he overcame. And I just thought they were going to cruise to the promised land. And um, unfortunately, a, a senior in at Central Catholic High School, Brian Metzer, was let down. Uh, in that game against uh, the Islanders that we all know what happened. But it was a lot of fun going through the streak. And I just think all of that is why I really don't want to see it fall. But, you know, records are made to be broken, and it does leave a sour taste in a lot of different miles whenever they do fall. So we'll see what Edmonton can do um, in their in their first game back tomorrow night and, and see if they can pull it off and tie the record. Now it will be interesting, though, Tim. Will they tie the record and then lose the next one so that they just have the honor of sitting side by side by the Penguins? Or will they continue this stretch, which has just been unbelievable because nobody should be able to play like this. They've outscored their opponents 61 to 24. They're averaging 3.81 goals a game and they're allowing only 1.5. It looks like the kind of thing you never would have seen from a Connor McDavid Edmonton team because they've always been pretty poor defensively, not getting the good goaltending. And right now it's all clicking. So If anyone's going to do it, they look built to do so. 
Speaking of ties, you could tie back in 1993. There weren't shootouts. There wasn't three-on-three. And as Kevin Stevens pointed out recently with Mark Madden on 105.9 The X, that kind of made the Penguin streak harder to accomplish. I would agree. I mean, the fact that you had to find a way to win in regulation or get that overtime goal, otherwise your streak comes to an end. And yeah, you can say, well, we had a winless, I mean, we had a, a winning streak or, a, or what do they call it? I guess uh, a lossless stretch or something, you know, where you could just find a way to continue to collect points. But to do it now, you have multiple opportunities with the shootout, you know, the overtime situation to to secure the win. And I think Edmonton has all the pieces that you need to be successful in an era that allows you to do it with the shootout. Now, I don't want to take anything away from them simply because they're only playing in this current era where, where, you know, they happen to exist with this streak going on. But the Penguins situation is certainly one that was a little bit more difficult to achieve. Others would point to the fact that it was an era where maybe there were more bad teams. And so the Penguins had a couple of situations where maybe they would have an easier schedule from time to time. But I, I, you know, it's the same thing as I just said about Edmonton. You only can play who's ahead of you on your on your schedule at that given moment, and you still have to go out and take care of the business. So yeah, but I, I do think that that Artie is on to something there. It was a little bit tougher for that group to accomplish what they did in 1993. Brian Metzer, intermissions, post game, Pens Live Weekly on Saturdays, 105.9 The X, Pens and Jets to start off the unofficial second half of the season. Actually, the Penguins have been beyond the halfway mark for a little bit now. They still do have a ton of games in hand, which we'll get to. But it doesn't have to be 17 games, Mets. But they could use a six or seven gamer here to get themselves uh, more in competitive position for the postseason. Completely agree. And every you know Mike Sullivan team, a hallmark of those teams has been some sort of winning streak where they go off and rip off, you know. 10 of 13 or something like that. And that's usually carried them to a playoff berth in the individual seasons with that alone being the catalyst for a lot of the points needed come the end of the year. Um, We know what happened just a year ago where they missed by just one point. And um, had they gotten one of those early points sometime in the season, they would have been in. So yeah, a, a winning streak like that with games in hand would certainly catapult them right up the standings. It would put them in a pretty good spot. And I keep wondering if this, stretch of three and a half weeks or so where they've only played what five hockey games and then had this bye week and all-star um you know break if that will end up helping them in some way in terms of we all hear how old they are will they have recharged the batteries a little bit will that go a long way towards keeping them a little healthier down the stretch keeping those old legs and weary bones ready to go in those big games come you know, March and April whenever they really are going to start to count heavily in the Eastern Conference and in the Metropolitan Division. I'm not so much worried about recharging the legs as I am reinventing the power play. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's the thing that still is plaguing them. I mean, it's a historically bad power play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Probably, um, you know, at this point is still the worst in their franchise history, which is just mind-blowing to think. They're, what, just over 13% with all the talent that they have available it just, I, you can't even get your head around the fact that it's so bad. So yeah, that that's going to hide a lot of warts for them one way or another. If they have reinvented it, if you start to see some of the changes that Sully dabbled in before the break, where he almost had two power play units going out uh, in that last hockey game. So we'll see if that, if that carries over. Um, I kind of want to see now that you see 
Pulley RV signing a contract with this team. Everybody talks about how how big a body he is. We all know he's a big kid, the big, you know, the big finish wing. If he can get in front of the net, maybe on one of those power play units, maybe he could score some big goals for them and disrupt a little bit. That might be something that's a little wrinkle that could be thrown in because there's speculation that there's a chance he could be in the lineup as soon as the game against the Winnipeg Jets. But I'm sure that, you know, we'll still see a lot of the usual suspects getting that power play time and they really need to find a way to start scoring with it because that alone could be enough to carry them to a playoff spot. Are we sure the second half of the NHL schedule is going to be completed, Mets, or are they just going to cancel it because Sidney Crosby didn't show up for the uh, celebrity draft? Well, I've been thinking about this a little bit. Um, For me, (laughs) if you were going to have something go awry with your all-star, I would much rather my all-star miss the draft night and have a cute little kid in a Sidney Crosby jersey be there in his stead and him be on an open ice, uh, an outdoor rink, working hard, continuing to be better and better and get himself to the next level and be ready for the second half than to have my all-star go out and make a mockery of the actual event the next night the way Nikita Kucherov did. Right, and that didn't go over big with the ticket-buying public, and I'm ashamed to say I actually had that on for a moment as it was happening, so I was acutely aware of it. I just, for as much as I am torn about the need or my want to have players from the NHL and these international tournaments like the Olympics and this Four Nations goofy gimmick thing, it's better than the All-Star break. Yeah, well, I mean, the All-Star game itself used to be like a marquee event. I always enjoyed it. When we were, you know, watching the league back in the day, it was fun to see all of the superstars come together. Uh, Then it got to be, you know, just cliched things and little niche items where they would just throw together, like the fantasy draft or the divisional teams or all these little things. And it's hard to find new wrinkles for it. So I do understand players not wanting to be there. So that being said, maybe then take a group of players who want to be there. I think a lot of the young guys want to be a part of it. They enjoy it. They used to do the Young Stars game um, there was a, uh, that happened you know, on one of the days of the All-Star events. And that was usually entertaining because all of those kids were making their first appearance in an All-Star situation. And it made it more unique and, and kind of interesting. Now, all of that said, I, I thought that some of the new things they did with the skills competition was interesting. Uh, I like the way that I, well, I guess this was the thing that I couldn't understand. They beat Sidney Crosby up, Tim, for not participating in the draft. Yet they were not, you know, you, you couldn't give him some kudos for essentially just hanging out with all the young guys the next night. He essentially served no purpose being there Saturday, but he was there for your fans and just sat around and was seen and had a good time and did some passing, etc. cetera. Uh, that didn't make sense that he was taking so much heat from people like Frank Cervelli, who we should mention used to be a Flyers beat writer. So I think there was a little bit of that maybe playing through in his criticism of Sidney Crosby. But again, the all-star break is a bit ridiculous these days. It's not as fun as it once was. I think it stretched out a little bit too long, too, making it a three-night event. And to your point, the Four Nations tournament is interesting, but I think it would be more so if it was a Six Nations tournament because you have a lot of Czech players and, oh yeah, a lot of Russian players that they won't say that they're just excluding that team for one reason or another. I don't think it's particularly fair when they have a very big population in the National Hockey League. Yeah, I think we know what that reason is, and you can go on Twitter to find out if you really need the assistance. Brian Metzer with us for the Penguins <laughs> Radio Network. Um, you mentioned some 
lingering storylines that are bleeding over since there's been such a long break and very little else to talk about. One of those, Jake Gensel, whether or not he's going to be traded. I kind of look at it this way, Mets, that if Gensel is traded, don't you think it'll be part of a bigger effort, like almost a total rebuild at that point? If they do feel the need to trade Gensel, will they do it and then see Raquel, Rust, Carlson, Jari, everybody go so they can really, truly rebuild? I would think it would be some part of that. Yes. I mean, otherwise you're just going to kind of rearrange the deck chairs a little bit, take off one of your most gifted scorers from the lineup and replace it with whatever NHL player you get back in the deal. Cause you'd probably get one or two of those. And then what, you know, you just kind of have them going with your aging core and seeing if they can somehow find a little bit more lightning in the bottle than the version with Jake Gensel was able to do. So it's a very tough decision for Kyle Dubas because depending on where the Penguins are in the standings, if they're not in the hunt for a playoff spot and you have to make that decision and move Jake out, you're going to piss off the uh, the ticket-buying public. That's going to be a big deal because you know a lot of fans, are they're looking at this wrong. They're not looking at it as um, it's a rebuild or something. They're saying, why would they send Jake out? It's not his fault they're not good. That's not why Jake's being traded. He's being traded because he's going to command a huge salary and you will never get more bang for your buck than right now in terms of moving him. Look what Elias Lindholm just uh, got you know, in exchange for that deal, which I can't believe that the Vancouver Canucks, I, I understand why they did it because it makes them a much better team. They're, the, they're right there at the top of the league. They look like they're a cup contender. This could be their season. But you gave up a huge haul, including draft picks, uh, top prospects, NHL player who was thought, uh, you know, could be involved in trade talks for a guy that you don't even have a guarantee is going to re-sign with your team. You never see that kind of haul. So who knows what uh, Dubas could get in exchange for a Jake Gensel right now. But to your original point, Tim, yes, I think that if they are going to move him, it would probably push them further down the hill in terms of a rebuild where you might see another couple bodies be moved out. I don't think it's going to be a Sid or a Gino or a Latang because those guys decided they wanted to finish their careers here unless that thinking has changed. But beyond that, anyone else I wouldn't think would be safe because you'd want to get as much as you can to maybe then retool a little bit around those big three guys, which you'd still be capable of doing if you got the right combination of young players back in terms of a rebuild. What are we going to see from the Jets, Mets? It's a little bit of a mixed bag. 30-12-5, really good record, 65 points overall. Third place, though, in the Western Conference, trailing Dallas and Colorado. The Avs sit on top of the Central Division uh, with 67 points, two in front of Winnipeg. And the Jets are really good on the road, 14-5-3. That's the best record in the Western Conference when it comes to road action. So uh, credit them for that. But at the same time, they've lost three in a row and four of six. Yeah, they made a lot of uh, they made a lot of waves earlier on this season. They had I don't think they maybe started as hot as they wanted to, but then they really caught fire. They at one point were the best team in the league before Vancouver took over that mantle, and they've gone through this stretch now where they've dipped. I think some of their woes came when Kyle Connor was dealing with some injury injury issues. Um, at, you know, at some points this season, he's such a valuable contributor for them in terms of the goals he scores. But they have a great goaltender. We know that. They can play defense. They can score goals. They have a plus 39 differential right now. So I think that that's going to be a really good road team coming in to play the Penguins. 
The biggest thing is both teams are going to be dealing with some rust uh, in terms of getting themselves back, especially the Penguins. I mean, yeah, we talked about how their batteries could be recharged a little bit, but they just have not played a lot of hockey. It's been, what, literally five games in the span of three-plus weeks. I mean, that's not a good thing for the Penguins typically. They come off of buys kind of up and down over the years. So I think it's going to be a rough first period, maybe even period and a half with both teams. But if the Penguins don't watch themselves, the firepower that is available to the Winnipeg Jets is going to make them look silly in their defensive zone if they have that kind of defensive coverage that we've seen where they have five guys back kind of puck watching while the opposition passes around and sets up opportunities against their goaltenders. So it could be good, but it could be bad, and, and I'm really worried about the rust aspect of it. Yeah, and they spin right around and play Winnipeg again on the road on Saturday. In between, there's a game against Minnesota on Friday night against the Wild. So all those games on 105.9 The X, and Mets will be a part of them. Intermissions postgame in Penns Live Weekly on Saturday morning. Mets, greatly appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch up again next week. It's going to start to get real interesting here. Now it starts to really matter. Yeah, for sure, Tim. There's a lot of hockey coming the Penguins' way, especially once you get towards the middle and end of February and into March where it's almost every other night. And that's when you'll start to see what this team's really made of. So I'm looking forward to it. I know you are too, and, and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to our chats moving forward to talk it and break it all down. Brian Metzer, Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.